Good morning, friends. You've tuned into Faith Communications of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. We're delighted that you joined us today. Our hope is that today's message will help you to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. As we listen to today's message, keep in mind that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Now let's go right into today's broadcast. Thank you, Lord. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your goodness, your faithfulness. We thank you, Lord, that you are the King of all kings and the Lord of all lords. And Father, this next few minutes, Lord, as we dig into your word, as we look for insight, as we impart, Father, I just thank you, Lord, that you will be with us, you will show us, you will open our eyes to see our ears to hear that which you have for us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Give them a hand. They're awesome. Okay, so uh, a few weeks ago, actually a month or so ago, uh, we had made mention uh, from the pulpit here that uh, Doug and Brandy uh, really had been felt, Pastor Doug and Brandon really felt that they were being called out to something different, something new uh, in their life. And they have been in prayer and they have been in fasting and they have been seeking God and the next steps. And during that time, during that time, uh, we were in prayer and we were fasting as well. And the Lord just kept saying this word to me, impartation, impartation, impartation. And I just, you know, I I don't exactly, I mean, I get it, but I didn't know exactly what that meant. And I just want to share with you briefly what impartation is and what it means. And then we are going to pray a prayer of impartation over these, this family and this couple. And they're going to share with you some of the things that God has put on their heart of what's next steps for them in their journey and their walk uh, with the Lord. So impartation. So what does it mean? It means it's the ability to give unto others... That which God has given to us, either sovereignly or through an other anointed vessels, vessels or messengers of God. Basically what it means, it means to transmit, to pass on, to confer, or to transfer. In Romans 1.11 it says this, it says, For I long to see you, that I may impart to you some spiritual gift, that you may become established. We want to impart to you guys so that you can become established. That is, that I may be encouraged together with you by the mutual faith, both of you and of us. We want to mix our faith with you guys and what you have. So there's two real ways that impartation comes. One, it's prophetically, through a prophetic word spoken over someone. God's word is the carrier of God's power, and he confirms when he gives a word to the prophets. And it's a confirmed word through the prophet. The second one is through the laying on of hands. And that's what we want to do this morning. We want to lay hands on Doug and Brandy as, as they uh, go on this next step for their journey. It says that in Joshua, the son of Nun, who was full of the spirit of wisdom, for Moses had laid hands on him. Moses laid hands on Joshua, and the children of Israel hearkened unto him, and did the Lord commanded Moses. Joshua stepped into Moses' shoes supernaturally via the laying on of hands. And so as I'm studying this and I'm understanding this, I still don't know exactly what these guys are planning to do, what God has been speaking to them. And then when I come to find out, which they're going to share with you here in a little bit, I begin to realize, ah, 
This is why we're going to pray this prayer, but now I totally get it. So I love how God works these things together. And there are five areas. I just want to teach you just for a minute. There are five areas that throughout the Bible that God imparts, either through the laying of the hands or through prophetic words. Five different areas. The first one is just for blessing. And so that is one of the things we're going to do today for these guys. We just want to impart a blessing onto them, a blessing over their marriage, over their finances, over their kids, over the ministries and the callings that they have on their life. The second one is, is for the baptism in the Holy Spirit. So, and that is with evidence of speaking in tongues. I know that they are both filled with the Holy Ghost, and so that's not something we have to impart to them today, but we want to pray that that continues to strengthen, continues that edifying strength, continues to overflow out of their life. The next one is for spiritual gifts. So I said there was five. The third one is for spiritual gifts. It says, neglect not, the word says, neglect not the gift that is in you, which was given to you by prophecy with the laying on of hands. The fourth one is for service. For service. The Bible says that when they had prayed, they laid hands on them, and the word of God increased, and the number of disciples multiplied. The number of disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly, and the great company of the priests were obedient to the faith. You see, something happened in the realm of the Spirit when the apostles laid hands on those seven deacons. This is what the word is talking about here. When the apostles laid hands on those deacons, something happened. There was a noticeable impact as a result of this impartation, a noticeable impact. Again, this is what we're praying for and we're believing for this morning, a noticeable impact. And what were those impacts? Souls saved, signs, wonders, and miracles. And so this church is seeing souls saved. We are seeing signs, wonders, and miracles, and we want to impart that onto them and the ministry that God has for them. And then the fifth one that the Bible talks about is for a healing ministry. A healing ministry. The Bible says, and then he, Jesus, had called unto him the twelve disciples and gave them power. Jesus gave power. For what? Against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. The Bible says, and these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils, they shall speak in new tongues, they shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. You see, God in his desire is to equip and to bless, to impact and to touch every generation. This ministry of impartation is an extra dimension that enables us to function in a much greater way in the supernatural. So this is what we want to pray. We want to pray that they will be able to operate in the supernatural in a greater way than when they walked into church this morning. You understand that? And so as, as uh, Liz and I, as we lay hands on them as a couple, you guys will stretch your hands out to them as well. And we will impart those blessings, the filling of the Holy Spirit, the, the ministry gifts for service and for healing and for everything that God has for them. So what I do want to do before we actually say that prayer, uh, Liz, honey, if you want to come up, and then I'm going to invite uh, Doug and Brandy to come up as well. They have uh, a few things that they want to share uh, before we begin to pray for them. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, we have been, I've been here for 19 years, almost 20 years. I was doing math during worship and uh, since second grade. And so just processing, it's, it's not just like a stepping into a next season, it's stepping into a new family, like it's, it's been since second grade, so this is a big thing for us and for our family, and uh, so 
just from hearing God's calling on our life and, and then on our family. Uh, we just have been processing and praying, and, and God told us about three months ago, two months ago, that we were released, and so we're trying to process that. And, and what does that mean? And a lot of times um, God speaks, speaks to me. Maybe it's not the same for everyone, but I find he speaks to me, and it's not like right now, like just go do this right now. Uh, God spoke to me in 12th grade and said, you're going to speak to people, speak to a lot of people, be senior pastor young. And I'm trying to process like what that means. It didn't mean in 12th grade I needed to go speak in front of stadiums and, and try to do all this. But there's a process that God has, and we all have to grow in our calling. And so we've been doing that here on staff for almost seven years, I believe, uh, through internships and uh, cleaning. I worked under Don and you know maintenance and cleaning toilets after all you guys leave. And uh, it, was, it was awesome. Um, but we're just praying, we're processing, and just trying to really stay in the will of God, not find the best thing. We weren't even really looking, but we had these options, and God, what are we doing? Like, we're trying to pray and stay in his will, and, and uh, through people, through some of you guys, through people in our life, and then just through prayer and fasting, and uh, God really laid on our heart that we need to uh, head into this next season of moving down to Pittsburgh and starting a church in the city of Pittsburgh, in downtown Pittsburgh. So God's called us to go down there. That's not tomorrow. Uh, we're not leaving, you know, today, packing up and moving down there. There's a lot of things that we need to process and pray through and uh, figure out what's happening. So you'll see us around uh, for the next few months, probably, and uh, we'll be around. I encourage you guys to, to talk to us, to ask us what's going on as we head into this next season, but pl- please be praying for us. Uh, there was someone who came, and uh, someone here in our congregation, I was over there worshiping about a year ago, and this person came and laid hands on us, started prophesying and praying, and it was one of those, like, it was loud worship. I couldn't actually hear what that person was saying, and I wish I could, but I was just like, yeah, God, I receive it. That person just came up uh, a, f- a few days ago, a week ago, and said that uh, we're speaking, a year ago, we, I knew you were leaving, and that this was happening, and uh, so God has a plan for all of us, not just us. I just want to encourage you that he's speaking things into your life, even if you're not hearing them, if the music's too loud. God has things on your life, so I just want to encourage you to keep seeking after him, and uh, if you're praying for us, please be praying for us. This is something God's laid on my heart, and we're believing together. God said a a common testimony in your future church will be that my life was changed before before I even became a part of this church. So I don't know what that means, but we're praying, we're processing, we're going to let God lead us in that, but we just believe that we're going to have an impact on on the city of Pittsburgh. So do you want to say anything? Sure. So we keep saying next steps, and that's super important for for us, that we focus on steps. It's not next jumps. It's not next bounds. It's not next leaps and running. It's literally steps. So if you ask us these questions, we really might not have the answers, and we're trying not to guess the answers or figure them out because we've done that before, and it kind of messes things up. It gets things really messy if we try to figure them out on our own, and we've learned that a really hard way. So we are trying to stop guessing. So if you ask us a question and we don't have an answer, that's why. And we're honestly trying to take it literally step by step. And sometimes the steps are really small. So you might ask us and four weeks later, we still might not have an answer. And that's, that's okay. So I just wanted to let you all know that. That's right. We told you pretty much everything we know. So there's really no other questions (laughs) we can answer. That's good. And so, I mean, it's funny, again, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. This is God's message for all of us. It's a message for you guys today. It's a message for this church as we trust in him and what he has in store for us. So I just want to pray, congregation, if you want to just stretch your hands out to them. If you guys want to come up here in the front, and I just want to pray, for, pray over you guys. Heavenly Father, we just come to you. We thank you for this ministry of impartation that you teach us about. 
And so, Father, we come to you right now in your presence through your Holy Spirit, and we impart to Doug and Brandy, to Ezra and Jet, and their future family that you have in store for them. We begin to impart blessings unto them, blessings financially, blessings in their marriage, supernatural favor and protection as they figure out what to do in Pittsburgh and when and how and at what time. Father, blessings upon blessings. Favor in as they look for a home. Favor in what to do with their home here. Favor in where to move, what store to go to. Father, just favor upon favor, direction as they lean on you and not on their own understanding. Father, bless them financially above and beyond. Father, meet every one of their financial needs that they have. And Father, we just pray that you will fill them up with your spirit. Fill them up with your Holy Spirit so that is overflowing, that that lake on the inside becomes a river of life flowing out from them. And Father, we just pray for every spiritual gift that you have already given them. We pray that it is strengthened now in Jesus' name, whether it be discernment on this side, whether it be prophetic words on this side, whether it be leadership, Father God, administration, all of those gifts that you have uniquely weaved together with this couple that balance each other out in an amazing, amazing way, Father. I pray for more of those gifts in their life, more of those gifts in their life. And Father, we just pray over the service that you have for them, the calling on their life. Father, we pray for signs, for wonders, for miracles to occur in any ministry that they partake in, Father God. I thank you, Father, that souls will be saved and lives will be touched before they even enter into the, into the, uh, the doors of the church that you have called them to. And Father, we just pray anointing of a healing ministry over them, healing not just a physical healing, but healing of hearts, healing of relationships, healing of souls, Father God, that only you can do. And we pray that in abundance, abundance in their life. We thank you for it. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. Yes, you got it. Okay, I have a little bit. I'm going to pray more. <laughs> I was trying to communicate that while I was praying, but I didn't want to distract him. So, okay. I want to, I want to lay your hand on, on his pretty hair. Okay. Father, I just thank you for Pastor Doug. Father, I pray. I pray that he would find significance in only you. In only you. In only you. Father, I pray for a greater anointing to walk in obedience, submission, humility and repentance, and that his life would be marked by obedience, submission, humility, and repentance, and that these things would go before them, would surround them, would protect them all the days of their life, in every area of ministry, in everything that they put their hands to, that there would be one mind between them, that they would walk in unity. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. All right, guys, thank you so much. You guys are awesome. Give them a hand. Thank you. They have they got big shoes to fill. I mean, we've been, God's been good and faithful in finding, you know, all the different ministries that they have overseen that God is just uh, uniquely placing different people 
uh, in different parts of those ministries. They actually did a lot. They covered a lot of stuff behind the scenes that you didn't even know, but God continues to be faithful. Like last week, we announced Chet and Jane taking over ushers, and Heather's taking over uh, for kids' ministry, and there's so many things that God is doing and orchestrating. And we truly believe that as a church, as a church, God has gifted each and every one of you for service. Every single one of you for service in some way, in some shape, in some form. I just pray that you continue to ask God, what is it? What is your next step? Not your next leap, but what is your next step? And we will miss you guys. And I know you're not leaving Pittsburgh tomorrow, so you're going to be with us for a while. We're going to come down and visit you. And I I know somebody down that might be living in the Pittsburgh area that will be looking for a good church in the future. So... Amen. So good. Okay, let's pray and get my, get my head right for the message here. <laughs> Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, that you are good. You are faithful, Father. Thank you, Father, as we wrap up this series, Marked by Miracles, today, that you just, just recap in our hearts, Father God, all the things that you had in store for us, that we would remember the word that you have for us, that we would remember the word that you have for us. Thank you, Father, that this ministry is marked by miracles. We thank you, Father, that you are doing amazing and miraculous works in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, I've got two miracles to share with you this morning. I'm, everybody interested in hearing a miracle? Amen. Every, this side is. Let me go over this side. Is anybody over here interested in hearing about a miracle? All right, good, you guys. All right, praise God. So there are two. I got a phone call from someone on Tuesday that said that she had come up and got prayer. Uh, She's been battling the West Nile virus, and it's been something that's really been affecting her and she's been struggling with, and she went to the doctor on Tuesday. They prayed on Sunday. There's zero, and I mean zero evidence of this West Nile virus anywhere in her bloodstream or anywhere else. Right here, after church, she came and got prayer, and God moved miraculously in her life. And I got another one that happened, and this is what we've been believing for, that these miracles begin to take place, not just on Sunday morning, but on Sunday night, and on Monday, and everywhere that we go. Well, we've got a testimony that happened on a Sunday night, it was last Sunday night, at Brother Paul's group, which meets up in the Rose Center once a month. And I'm going to read it to you because it's a little long, but it is so good that you need to hear every bit of the detail that this girl is wants to share through this testimony. It says, last Sunday, I attended Bible study at Erie Christian Fellowship for the first time. Being a woman of God and always striving to learn more, I was excited to be there with my boyfriend, Dave. His uncle, Paul, leads the Bible study. I think we know an uncle, Paul. Oh, there he is. Uncle Paul leads the Bible study. I was not anticipating what happened from the moment I walked in the door. This is my testimony. We entered the church, which actually was up at the Rose Center. You guys were up there. We entered the Rose Center and into the Bible study area. As soon as we entered that area, I felt a sensation that I recognized as the Holy Spirit. The moment, the moment that they walked in, they felt the presence of God. You understand that? The presence of God is real. This sensation was similar to other experiences. However, the powerful intensity was shocking. The hair all over my body, it felt like it was standing on end, and waves of electricity were sparks were connecting all over. Although shocking, I felt comforted too. This sensation was felt throughout the Bible study, and and its intensity began to level out. 
The next experience was when Brother Paul was praying. He raised his Bible and prayed for the focused listening and so on. Directly after closing of the prayer, I felt this overwhelming need and desire to pay attention to the remaining teaching. That's good. We'll pray for that. You guys will pay attention to the rest of my teaching too, yeah? Now you're like, yeah, let's do this, right? Okay. Upon learning what the topic of the Bible study was that night, I hung on every word. The topic was healing. Most of you don't know me, so I'm going to tell you a little bit of what's going on with me. I've had a peptic ulcer for over five years. During flare-ups, it is painful, and I am barely able to eat. Most of the food that I would consume was purged, you get what that means, shortly thereafter. This last instance has lasted over three months, and I've lost 40 pounds. Back to that night. Little did I know how this Bible study would affect me, and in the now, nor did I understand how it would change my life. At the end, Brother Paul asked if anyone was in need of healing. I really wanted to stand up, but I was hesitant. Dave, if you reference back, that was her boyfriend, pointed to me and said, she does. <laughs> All right, sometimes we need a little help from a friend. We get by with a little help from a friend. I think there's a song like that. I won't sing it. Okay. Okay, she does. After getting the gist of why I needed healing, I went up front. Attendees circled around me and laid hands on me. As they were all fervently praying, I felt another set of hands. As soon as they touched me, I felt the same sensation of electrifying sparks and extraordinary warmth. The next thing I feel, I can only describe as a bubble that felt as if it was lodged right under my chest. It was painful and uncomfortable, which got worse as it traveled up my chest and esophagus. The bubble came directly into my throat and stayed there. I began to think of coughing or choking. That thought quickly turned into it actually happening. Then I heard, open your mouth. I obeyed and the bubble dislodged, traveled over my tongue, and it felt like it poured out forth from my mouth. The pain, discomfort I felt during flare-ups was gone was gone immediately. I no longer felt sick. All that it was a constant flare-up, in an instant I knew what had happened. I was healed. The peptic ulcer was gone. Jan, who I learned was the person that was last to lay hands on me, went on a victory walk with me. Love it. At the end of the walk, we chatted. She asked me what I did for a living. I was starting to tell her, and she interrupted, asking if I had recently changed jobs or was about to. Holy Spirit, speaking to Jan, word of knowledge, bam. I answered and said yes. I had just had a second interview with a company. I really hoped to get that job. She said, no, you will get that job. And they prayed together. They spent the rest of that evening into the night not being able to sleep, so amped up with what had happened, and what, or how it happened and what had happened. We also attended Bible studies on Mondays. The Monday's topic was faith. I shared my testimony with the leader. On Tuesday, this would have been last Tuesday, I received a notice that I got the job. Come on. And I love this. All of this was done by our Heavenly Father. Keep praying, keep trusting, and have faith in God. Amen? What a great testimony. God is so good. He is, so guys, th this stuff is happening on a regular basis because God wants us to live a life that is marked by miracles. And so this morning, I just want to walk through the Lord's Prayer one more time. I'm going to walk through it slowly. 
I'm going to talk a little bit about each part of the Lord's Prayer, and then we're going to focus on the last part of the Lord's Prayer. And then I'm going to invite the worship team to come up, and we are going to worship our risen King. We are going to worship our Lord, God, and Savior by singing the song, The Lord's Prayer. What a better way to, to end this series. And I would encourage you next week to come out. We're starting a new series uh, called Identity. And God has just really been speaking about identity through many different avenues, and it's something that I know that he wants this church to hear, what it's all about and what it means, our identity in Christ and who we are. So the Lord's Prayer. I'm going to back up to verse 7, and it'll be on the overhead, but you can uh, work with me here if you have your Bibles in Matthew 6, verse 7. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions. So if you've been with us through this entire series I don't know how it's possible that you could pray this Lord's Prayer with the same vain repetition that you previously prayed it with, that I previously prayed it with it. Like, I get you guys. I am with you. Man, I could recite the Lord's Prayer in probably 15 seconds or less. Okay? I could. I probably could do it even faster than that, and you could too. But what the Lord is saying is, whoa, slow down. There's so much wrapped up in this Lord's Prayer, so much that he wants us to understand and to grasp that when we say it, we cannot say it in vain repetition. We are not saying it just to say these words. What we are saying is a call and a prayer to our Heavenly Father. So do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they will be heard by their many words. Church, we don't have to use a whole lot of words. He knows your heart. You could say one word, help. One word, Jesus. Or how about two words, help Jesus. <laughs> yeah? You don't have to use a lot of words. That's what the Bible is telling us. Therefore, do not be like them. For your father, why? Because your father knows the things you need before you ask him. Isn't it great to be able to know that you can have a relationship with the heavenly father who knows everything about you? the number of hairs on your head, your internal system and all of its workings and how it's going, your heart, your cares, your concerns, your struggles, everything. He knows it all. So what Jesus then commanded, so so in this manner, because your father, listen to this, because the father who knows you so well and loves you so well and cares for you so much, because of that, then you say the Lord's Prayer. Then you say, you know what, okay, Lord, because of these things, now I'm going to pray. And what we looked at in general last week is that when we are praying this prayer, we're praying to the Father, we're praying uh, with the, the Father through the name of Jesus and his forgiveness, and then we're asking the Holy Spirit to come to lead us and guide us. And I've looked at the Lord's Prayer, and I've said it in 15 seconds many, 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 many times. I've said it over and over, but I've never realized that we're praying to the Father through the Son and asking that the Holy Spirit comes and leads us and guides us in every day. So it says this, our Father in heaven, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. And we talked about what hallowed means. Hallowed means that his name shall be feared, his name shall be obeyed, and his name shall be glorified. So how about we start every prayer with those things? Lord, I just want your name to be feared, I want your name to be obeyed, and I want your name to be glorified. Cause it to be so. This is how the prayer opens up. Church, this is how, this is how Jesus is opening up this prayer. Like, God, show yourself big time in my life. 
We want to live a life marked by miracles. This is how we open every prayer. Lord, show up big time. Show me what to do. Your power, your will, your might, it's got to be you. Our Father, we are part of a family, and he is our Father, which means we have an inheritance, which means we have an identity, which means we have all these things that we'll get to in the next series. But all these things God has for us because we are calling him our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. The next part, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your kingdom come. We are asking that his kingdom, we are calling forth his kingdom from there to here. Oh my goodness. Like if we could wrap our heads around, what are we actually asking to happen? Because we live in the world and we see the things that we see, but the Bible clearly tells us we need to walk by faith and not by sight. So the world that we see, the earth that we see, the things that are transpiring right in front of us is not what we're talking about. We are asking God's heavenly presence, his goodness, his faithfulness, his power, his ability to do everything that we need to do the impossible. We are saying that from heaven, please come down here to earth. Whoa, this is what we're asking. Heaven on earth relationships restored, healing done, wayward children turned back, those who were lost to be saved. This is what we're asking for. This is what we're asking for. Your kingdom come, your will be done on this earth as it is in heaven, right here in this earth. And what I talked about a little bit is that what does this mean for us as a church is we are to be carriers of his kingdom. Every single one of you needs to be a carrier of his kingdom. That means wherever you go, you are calling forth his kingdom to this earth. At your workplace, his kingdom on this earth. In your family, his kingdom on this earth. In your marriage, his kingdom in this earth. In your school, as those kids are going back to school, his kingdom on this earth. You can transform your school by just saying that prayer when you walk in every single day. This is, this is the Lord's Prayer that we should be saying daily. It's for today. Church, it is for today. We don't pray this prayer thinking heaven on earth tomorrow. No, 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 no. We are calling forth heaven on earth today. We are asking for his miraculous power today, right now. Marriage is healed, restored now, today. Not tomorrow, we're asking for it now. Because guess what happens? If you didn't see it completely manifest, guess what happens when you wake up tomorrow? It's now today again. And so now you're praying this prayer again today in this moment. Heaven on earth today, right now, please. This is how I want to walk and live my life. And God continues to move and to do things in your life. And then you wake up the next day and it's today again. And you get to pray this prayer again today. I want each and every one of us to be ambassadors of his kingdom. I want every one of our lives to be evidenced by these miracles. I want us to be able to walk around and to loose those things that need to be loosed and bind those things that need to be bound. You see, church, God, Jesus himself, has given us all authority, all authority to call this heaven to earth, to walk around expecting heaven on earth. He has given us the authority, which means the enemy, whose main purpose is to not have heaven on earth, has no authority anymore. 
So we need to speak it with our, with our mouth. We need to understand the scriptures as it pertains to the situation in our life. And we need to call forth heaven on this earth. Church, we can no longer sit and be quiet. Rich, you heard me, right? We can no longer sit and be quiet. Church, you can walk around with a life that is marked by miracles. In fact, you should expect it and begin to receive it, and then you need to be able to speak into other people's lives and see their lives touched. When you pray, miracles occur. Jan, I'm pretty sure a miracle occurred when you prayed for somebody. You understand? This is good stuff. And I truly believe that this heaven on earth is part of the call for this church is to begin to transform this city as we leave these four walls. The transformation of this city by the power of God does not happen in these four walls. It's going to happen outside of these four walls. Outside, the government will be affected. The schools will be affected. Your workplaces will be affected as we are calling heaven to earth. His kingdom come on this earth. His will be done on this earth. His will on this earth as it is in heaven. The last I checked, his will is that none shall perish. His will is that marriages should be restored and strong. His will is that all shall walk around in health and in healing. This is his will, so we are calling it forth to this earth. And we don't may see it right away, but I encourage you, you trust in him. You trust in him, you trust in him, and you continue to walk in faith and say, I'm still believing that this is going to happen. I'm still believing this is going to happen. And you continue to pray it forth. And I'm telling you, God is faithful. He honors his word. He honors his promises. He is faithful. Heaven on earth. Then we talked about giving us this day our daily bread. This day. Everything I need this day, give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. That was probably the least amount of amens I got during this series. I'm pretty sure it was the most quiet I've ever had when we talked about forgiving others of their debts as God has forgiven us ours in the same manner. We talked about it's in the same manner. We're asking, we're, we're forgiving others in the same manner. And in the same manner, what we meant was we were practicing this, we were practicing, uh, this thing called separation, where we no longer look at that person as the flesh and blood that's standing in front of us, but we separate them out. We begin to see them as God sees them. And the sin that is coming through them or has hurt us is not of them, but it's of the enemy and it's of the devil. And we say, I can forgive this person because it's the enemy that I'm ticked off at. It's the enemy that I'm PO'd at. Oh, I almost said a few other things. Hallelujah. No cussing today. Okay, this is the, the separate. We are now separating that out. And I can now forgive this person and I can look at them and forgive them because it's not them. Our battle is not against flesh and blood. Our battle is not against our spouse or our wife or our husband or our kids or our boss. Our battle is against the enemy, the devil, Satan, who roars around looking who he can kill to steal, kill, and destroy. That's his purpose. That's his plans. He's trying to ruin heaven on earth. And we are saying no in the name of Jesus. Heaven on earth here in Jesus' name. I'm getting the amens now, but I remember. I remember. I said, picture that person that has hurt you deeply and we begin to forgive. And I'm not making light of it because that was very difficult. And the word for that, for whoever that was, for a lot of people, was that you were going to walk out of here 
Actually, you were going to run out of here feeling 45 pounds lighter because a weight was lifted off of you as you began to forgive. Because the Bible is real clear and science has proven it. As we begin to forgive and as bitterness goes, the weight and that yoke and heaviness that we have put on ourselves because of unforgiveness begins to lift off of our lives. Then last week we said, do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And we talked about being led by the Holy Spirit, how to hear from God, how to be still and know, and how to begin to walk. I mean, church, this is a journey. I get it. I know Pastor Doug was up here and talked, you know, how, they, how people hear from God. And some of you say, I've, not, I've never heard from God like that. Well, you can. You can. And I believe that you will. If you ask him and you listen and you remove distractions from your life and you begin to say, Lord, show me what you have next. Holy Spirit, speak to me. And if you can practice being still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. I believe you'll begin to hear the Holy Spirit's direction for your life. And the beautiful thing about that is the Bible gives us so many directional things for our life, so much wisdom, so much guidance, but it never gives a specific for Jason Ackerman's life. Like a really, really specific thing. Should I go here? Should I go there? Should I do this or should I do that? I can't find it. We joke about the example, should I buy the dog or not? Right, like whoa, whoa. The dog scripture, can't find it. I can't find the dog scripture. I find scriptures about peace. So in my case, no dog. Yeah. We've got children or we've got pets. We've picked children. Okay. Though pets aren't going to make it all the time. So we don't, we want to worry, we're worrying about the kids, right? So, but God is able to speak to us and give us the specific directions for our life because he cares for us. And this is what we're praying. This is what we're saying. And don't lead us into temptation because he can't and he won't lead us into temptation. Only the enemy does. But then if we do, if we happen to like do one of those, whoa, I missed it, and you find yourself in the middle of a storm, gosh, I almost said it again. My goodness, what's going on with me? In the middle of a storm, you begin to say, hey, I can be delivered from the evil one by the power that is within me. I can now loose things that need loose. I can bind things that need bound. And I have the word of God on the inside of me. And the same power that rose Christ from the grave now lives on the inside of me. And guess what? Now I can walk around and I can be delivered from the evil one because of God through me. You can do all things through Christ. Through Christ. Nothing is impossible with him. So when you find yourself in a situation that either you got yourself there or the enemy got you there or whatever the reason is, we still have the power to get through it because of Jesus. You see that? We still have this power to be able to get through because of Jesus. So worship team, if you would come back up here, because we're going to end with this. The last part of this is, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. So I love, this is how this prayer wraps up. His kingdom for yours. What does that mean? For yours is the kingdom. His kingdom. For yours is the power. What power are we asking for? His power. His power. His kingdom. What is the glory? His honor. Glorifying his name. And I just, I look at this, I'm like, oh my goodness, we are ending the prayer in the same way that we started with. Heavenly Father, 
Your will be done. You are the God of all, all creation, all earth. So what more do we have to go do than when we end this prayer? We need to worship. This is what it's telling us to do. You say all these things. You ask for heaven on earth. Lord, make your name hallowed. Forgive us our sins. Give us our bread. Forgive these who have uh, uh, debted against us or trespassed against us. Then we start walking through. Lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil. Do you understand? As God is working all of that in your life every day, at the end of that prayer, you can't say, oh my gosh, Thank you, Lord. You begin to worship him. And this is what the Lord's saying is, you say this prayer and then the rest of your day is an act of worship. The rest of your day, you are just worshiping him now for his goodness and his faithfulness. You don't have to keep saying this over time, every single time, every hour that happens during the day. It's like, I have to recite this 24 times. No, you say it once at the beginning of the day, you believe it to be true, and then you begin to worship the risen king, worship the God who makes all of this come to pass, who makes all of this happen we then begin to worship. So the rest of the day is just an act of worship and an act of obedience, walking in what God has for us. There are certain names of God. I'm going to close with this. There are seven names um, that the Bible uses. That's actually a lot more. and depends on what you look and how you go through this, but a lot of you guys know this. There are different names of God. The Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Rapha, you guys have heard some of this. Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Ra, uh, all these different names. And these are what they mean. God is my refuge. Just listen to these for a minute. God is my refuge. God will provide. God heals. God is our peace. God is our way and our shepherd. God is our righteousness. God is there and ever-present. Do you understand that as we close the Lord's Prayer, this is what we're saying. God, you are ever-present. God, you are the one who heals. God, you are the one that provides. God, you are the one that brings peace. And so this morning, I want to worship. This morning, I want to worship with a song that is the same lyrics as the Lord's Prayer. And I want us to leave here today worshiping him for who he is. So stand with me, and let's close in worship today. Father, yours is the kingdom. Yours is the power. Yours is the glory forever and ever. And Father, even though the series is over, we will continue to walk a life that is marked by miracles. Father, we ask that testimonies continue to come. Lives continue to be changed. Bodies continue to be healed. Souls continue to be saved. Miracles, signs, and wonders in our midst, in the church, in the school. Father, every, everywhere on this campus, and Father, even more so off, off of this campus. Father, we pray for a transforming of each person's life, a renewing of their mind, knowing who you are, and then a transforming of this city that has never been seen before. And it's all because of your kingdom, your glory, and your power. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, a couple of things before we dismiss. Uh, small group leaders are going to be coming up here. 
If you need prayer for anything in your life, whether maybe you said, you know what, I've never made Jesus Lord of my life. I've never accepted him as my Lord and Savior. There's people up here that can pray with you and agree with you, and your life will never be the same. If you need a prayer for healing, come up here. If you need a prayer in your relationship, come up here. If you need a prayer about a financial situation, come up here. They will spend time with you, they will minister with you, and they will pray with you. So small group leaders, if you want to make your way up. And then the last thing I have is I feel like whenever we have a celebration, whenever we get excited about anything, we have cake, right? Because this is Erie Christian Fellowship Church. And so we are going to fellowship this afternoon. So I invite each and every one of you, we've got cake, coffee, water, whatever else in the lobby. Just hang out, enjoy. We want to just celebrate Doug and Brandy, all the great work, the hard work they have poured into this place here at this church And we just want to continue to pray with them, encourage them, and speak life into them. So join us right now, right after church, for some cake, some water, some coffee, as we hang out together as a church family. Amen? Amen. Okay, you are dismissed. Thank you for being a part of today's Faith Communications broadcast of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. If you do not currently have a church home, you are invited to join us on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock. Erie Christian Fellowship is located at 5900 Saratania Road, directly across from the Walnut Creek Middle School. You'll find us on the web at www.ecfchurch.org, where you may sign up to receive our monthly faith communications newsletter. Again, thanks for joining us today, and always remember 2 Corinthians 5-7 that declares, For we walk by faith, not by sight.